This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Oh my God. <laughs> we are both on new machines. New. Brand new. You look so slick. I feel so fast. I was using a 2011. Like a a seal. You're slick. You're fast. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just wet. Ooh, (laughs) slick right off the skin. We're both on new MacBook Airs. Mm -hmm. I know, fucking, what a privilege to be buying new MacBook Airs. But we both have had, for context, horrible, horrible old machines. (laughs) You had what? A Lenovo? I don't even who, know who makes that. What is that, IBM? Yeah. You were using an international business, business machine. Because <laughs> I am an international business lady. Like. <laughs> you, you are. You sure are. I was using a 2011 MacBook Pro that was thicker than a fucking Bible. And it was so slow, NG. Like, I, I had to, like, delete every program from my machine and every time we did the Ajumba show, it was like, is this going to stop? Like, how many times did we, like, did the uh, fucking garage band, like, stop? And I was like, wait, Unji, stop. Well, we have to we have to pause and we have to restart my computer. You know, like, yeah. it was so bad for a while. And I'm so happy that we're both on the same machines. We have the Slick. same focus, right? We yes. have the same setup. Ah! It's almost like we're in the same place. It's almost, almost. like. We're in the same place in our hearts. <laughs> In their minds and in their souls. souls. (laughs) Only our bodies are separated. Yes. And who cares? On the astral plane, we're all connected. Yes, exactly. Now, um, I'm going to, this is where we're going to break real quick Mm -hmm. and do a little steaming hot yuja cha tea for the Patreons. Yeah. Because we've we've been hearing you, you love the content, and we have some gossip too. We We need to talk. It's just we can't be too like, public about it so we're gonna take a second and do this yuja cha and we'll be right back okay we're back to the regular show (laughs) not that this is a regular show this is just the main show If you have the means and if you are a patreon you can listen to the tea and later which will all be public Sometime in two years, you just get like a two years fast pass into the tea, into the gossip. Anyway, I mean, that's inside. It's inside. (laughs) It's inside tea. Yeah. Shall we get into the show? We have a great review. Ooh. I'm so excited for this. We didn't even beg for it. How do I? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know why people would review us (laughs) at a time like this when so much is going on. This is crazy. Uh, okay. But thank you guys for <laughs> thank you guys for doing this. <laughs> oh, okay. We are such a small, tiny, uh, like outfit that like it's so cool when we're like, you guys, we're not feeling good of ourselves. Please review the show if you like it, and then people are like, okay. <laughs> <And then, laughs> this is the this is the feeling we're getting. But this review, I really, really love. Okay. So yeah, E L Hammond, E L yes. Hammond. Okay. This is in July 25th. So good. White listener here. This podcast is a hidden gem. Wow. Unji and Peter are equal parts comedians, 
historians mm. and social justice warriors. Okay. Wow. Wow. Equal High parts. praise. Okay. I look forward to every new release. I've opted mm. to listen to old episodes instead of make another failed sourdough during quarantine. Amen, E.L. Hammond. <laughs> Good for you. That's a great. That's a great review. That's a great review for to be chosen over an attempt at sourdough. I mean, I feel like once you've tried sourdough once, you'll do anything else but make sourdough. (laughs) But I really love that you're listening to us and listening to old episodes. Thank you so much. We, I I don't understand how people. There are there have been people who emailed us saying like I've gone back and listened to every goddamn episode, all hundred and thirty, whatever. And I'm like. Why this uh, this podcast is so often um, reactionary to yes. the news or to our lives? I guess for our lives, it's like ever evergreen. But like, it, it must be so annoying for people to listen. Like, can you believe that Trump's our president? You know, like, what? <laughs> Back oh, yeah. in twenty seventeen. Sure, yeah, and I'm sure the stuff about the quarantine where we're like being oh retrospect. Oh <laughs> in retrospect, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like embarrassed about our episodes from four months ago. Yes. <laughs> 100. 100. Yes. But like you said, and I, I, we should put this on a quote, like on a pillow or something. Uh, like you said something really interesting that has really stuck with me is this idea of being progressive is, is admitting that you were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were wrong about our past episodes. <laughs> and that's how you know we're truly progressive. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I just want to say a quick thank you to our Patreons. I know we just mentioned you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We understand that this is a hard time. It's COVID. If you can't, yes. if you can't and you have to pull out, we have had some people pull out uh, and say, sorry, COVID hit me. Great. That's okay. Not that yes. great that COVID hit you, but please save your money. Come back stronger, better, faster. You know, and um, <laughs> donate when you can. And we love you anyway. So please start, keep, keep listening. And um, we'll see you when you, get, when you come yeah, back. Yeah, when you come back. I mean, when you yeah. want to, we'll, we'll always be here. There's always going to be the free content, you know? <laughs> yeah. You just go, won't get to make you see me try to frown. <laughs> that's Maybe that's what I'll, we'll be in the extra content this week. Me trying to frown. You just try. <laughs> that's horrifying. And <laughs> <laughs> she got Botox on her bottom mouth. Bottom mouth? No, bottom on the lower, chin. like on my jowls, chin. like in my jowls. Yeah, on the side here. Yeah, yeah. See, do you see I how mean, my lips go automatically up? Look. Yeah, you look friendly and inviting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really driving me insane. It makes me hate my reflection. Why? You don't like the fact that it's smiling. You're smiling. It doesn't match my inside. <laughs> You know what? Maybe your change is outside in. You know, we all take different different ways to progress. All right. Um, I just have I just want to quickly quickly talk about this house that I found. You know, I've been like going around looking for houses, dreaming out loud. Yeah. But Benda, one of our friends yes. and fan of the Ajma show, mm-hmm. um, she sent me a listing for a house out here. Three bedrooms, two baths. A complete house with a backyard, washer dryer, central air, two fruit trees. And I was like, huh? What kind of fruit? Uh, citrus, oranges and limes. Well, oranges, and lemon- I think lemons and limes. Lemon anyway, and limes. so 
I mean, that's like that's uh, a big. That's a lot of savings. Yeah, I reuse a lot of citrus yeah. every day, and I, I, I contacted him and I was like, "This can't be right," because it was fifteen hundred dollars in Los Angeles. Where in Los Angeles? In Burbank. Okay. Which is near me. Okay. And near all the studios. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? And, it, and so I emailed this person and he says, listen, um, I got transferred. I have to leave. Uh, but this house, I just need someone to take care of it. We're not trying to make money on it. We just need to like pay the mortgage on it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. When can I come by? And he goes, oh, you can't. You would just have to like come to the neighborhood, see the house outside of the house, and then um, just sign it. <laughs> Signed the lease, and I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "I need to see what the inside. inside. I'm going to be living inside the house. <laughs> I'm not living in the front yard. Yeah, I'm not living. Were there photos the- of the inside? Yeah, there are, okay. there are a lot of photos. So, uh, I understand that this guy's like, and I googled this this person's name, yeah. and he is a CPA, and he's yes. there's a lot of stuff around him, whatever, whatever, and all these like you know Zillow websites, Redfin websites, all these yeah. like real estate websites. So he's they're on there, and it's making me think like, oh, what the hell? And it says that he bought the um, he bought the house for eight hundred grand last month, and he's so basically he's trying to like rent it out immediately. Yeah. And so, for $1,500, that's not going to cover the mortgage on it, even if he no. put, unless he put down 40%. I don't know why it's 1500 That's why. I'm like, why is it so low and you won't let me see the inside yeah. of the house? Like, is the Are inside they, is falling living, apart? Yeah. Is he living there? No, it's empty. So then why can't you go see it? I don't know, because he's not here, I guess. And he's like, uh, I, I don't think he's using a like. A realtor? Yeah, he's not using a service to be like, I will meet you there and give you the keys and walk you around. There's none of that. I think he just bought the house and he's like, I have to put it up. So it's either that or it's a fucking scam. Right. And it's one of those things where I'm like, is this, you know, is this a hidden gem? You know? Just like like us? Just like us? (laughs) A diamond in the rough? (laughs) Or is this a complete, like, Los Angeles fucking housing scam? So... I don't know. It got me excited because I was like, oh, shit, like, I would love the space. And, you know, Eric and I, we've been living here for two years and we love our apartment, but you've been here. Like, there's not a lot of, like, privacy. It's, it's just very high ceilings. It's kind of lofted. Yes. And, and there's not a lot of places to, like, be that you can't hear each other. And I'm on this fucking podcast yes. and the Zoom calls and, you know, I'm recording for Fairfax. Like, I'm yeah. doing all this stuff and in the house because it's quarantine. I can't go anywhere. So he's sick of it and yeah. I, I, I'm honestly sick of it that I have to be like, um, can I close this door and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the TV down? Well, you know, like, I don't want to keep fucking doing that. Like I want my own space. I'm working, so I should have some place to work. So this place seems great, but I don't know, man. Like what do you, your gut instinct? What is this? Is this a scam? Send me the list. Send me the listing. I'll send you the list. Yeah. yeah. Because Burbank. Yeah. This is really cheap, even for like super. It's like too cheap. I'm just like trying to think like if it's 800. If you you said that you said on Zillow he bought it for 800. Yeah. If he says he should that, be renting it for th- th- 3,000. 
unless. Uh-huh. Even then, it wouldn't cover the taxes. That's just a mortgage. Yeah, I don't know. 1500 would just maybe cover the taxes. Maybe he's desperate. Or for... he paid for it in cash. He's an Armenian CPA, so maybe. <laughs> you know, like, he That's could really have... cheap. I know. It sounds like he's, he can't handle like any, any of this right now. You know what I mean? Like either because of proximity or something, his work. He did say he's, he's had to leave because he got relocated for work. Where is he going? Where did he move to? I don't know. I didn't even ask. I, I was like, after he said, I can't, he, I would have to look outside the house to sign it. I was like, I'm not doing this. So I didn't say I'm not doing it. I just didn't respond yet because I want other people to like give me advice on it because it looks cozy and cute and a lot of space and whatever. And outdoor I area. I love that there's a backyard. You yes. know what I mean? Outdoor like, area, I could. Cool. There's a pic- the picnic table. Yeah. You could do a lot with this. You could do a lot. And there's like a little breakfast nook, which is cute. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lot of potential, but it just seems so shady. So I don't know. That's where I am with it. Yeah. I can see why you would think that. Um, it, it does seem like the pictures from the inside the house are of the picture, are pictures of the home. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that scam where, like, the inside of the, the pictures of the inside are not necessarily pictures of the home that you're seeing from the outside. Oh, no, no. It's that. And, it's and that, I've yeah. looked at other sites where, with different pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of corny. There's some sites he uploaded to where he, it, the space is blank but he, you know how they do that like augmented reality where they like put like what would it look like with like a, a couch like yeah, here yeah, and yeah. He, he just put the virtual couch on it so there's like <laughs> it's very like old world family doing real estate yeah he's he doesn't want to use a realtor because he wants to have i see so this and maybe a- during covid you know, the rental market is really suffering. This is an I could property. also imagine it's an auction property. It was an auction property. That's why he got it for 800. Uh, that was a very unusual number. It's very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have a yeah. feeling that they bought it because it's like, maybe it's COVID and people are like displaced because of it. And they're like, you know, we're two actors from, I don't know, Arizona, and, like, we have to go back and be with family. And then they have to, like, emergency leave. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so cheap, maybe? I don't know. I'll forward you his email. You check it out. But anyway, we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a little too catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did this Botox. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, like, dealing with that. Trying to figure out how my mouth moves now that I have this new thing. <laughs> yeah. It's been like trying to eat has been crazy. It feels like Novocaine is on my top lip. And is this the first time doing it? hmm Wow. I mean, okay. I got Botox in my, what, what? In my, in my uh, <laughs> masseters, my jaw for my TMJ. Oh, because you're like clenching. Yes. And it's like yeah. changed. That's really changed my life. Like I don't wake up with headaches. Like it's. That is actually a change in my life. I told her specifically to not do it so that it would change the shape of my face or anything, you know? Um, But yeah, this is crazy. 
And then I, I get it like here. I get it in the 11s. Why? So what prompted you to get it? Was this, were you like noticing something about yourself or oh, were, did you see it? This, did why you, yeah. I just decided to do it in my chin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if anyone else can empathize, but doing so many Zooms, you're like staring at your face a lot. Oh, yeah. I try not to look at my box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like, of course, you're not trying to do that, but you do wind up looking. I'm looking of at course, my face yeah. way more than I have ever. And I stare ever at myself. Yes. And I stare at myself all the time. I, like, that the is actually, day, yeah, that's astute. I never even thought about how, like, we are all forced to self-reflect. Yes. Yeah. And so I just, all the stuff that happens with that and time, not enough focus on other things. So certainly I've been obsessing more about the, my face and appearance literally just of the last three weeks. I like, feel like I, I am procrastinating on things. So I like tend to obsess about this stuff. Um, <laughs> whenever I start Googling before, after Asian Botox, <laughs> you know, things are, I'm in a certain place. why asian botox you want to know how it's affecting us as a yes as a race our faces are different the way that our i guess so yeah it's like getting haircuts yeah i I mean that's the thing like when i talk a lot about beauty and fashion with like mostly because like all my asian friends don't really want to talk about it (laughs) um you know they're busy being successful and stuff um, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing It's like, I don't really trust white people with my, any of this stuff. It's just like our, my, right, our right. hair is different. Our skin is different. Our skin's different. Everything yeah. is different. So it's just like, we can talk about products and I'm, I'm willing to give you my expertise on my take on this, but I'm not taking any of your right. advice about me. Cause you don't. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't translate at all. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't, it's not the same. And. Yeah. Eric, so I was like, what, what's your skincare regimen? I was like, Asian. Yeah. Like, I don't have... <laughs> you, he is seven years younger than me, and his skin is cracking. It looks like fucking, like, wafers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is his skin so... Uh, I, it's he thinner. He looks so old. It's thinner. It's thinner. Yeah, like, literally because, Is it thinner. melanin? No, it can't be melanin. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's literally yeah, I, thinner. It's thinner and everything's cracking and wrinkling and he and I'm not trying to be I don't care cuz I think it it looks debonair, right? Yeah. But he's always staring at himself in the mirror going, "Oh my god, look at these lines. I yeah. look so old. I look so old." And I'm like, and I look at myself and I'm like, "I look like I'm 22." Yeah. I look like a college senior. Like <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I could play college senior. You you could play a TA. I would, yeah. I because I think I'm still who started grad a grad student. Grad student who started it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He didn't go straight from. He tried Peace Corps for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I can see that. Yeah, I I think it's also because I'm tong tonge. Mm-hmm. And when you have like tong tong, you look younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like older people get gaunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of old people who are like roly poly and round, unless you're like obese. You know, yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like at a certain age, losing weight looks bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially around the 40s, you're like, are you old or are you sick? It happens Maybe too, both. Especially with white women that lose a bunch of weight in the late 30s. It looks bad. Oh my God. It ages yeah. them so much. I always so like, much. I'm like, don't it feels do that. Weird. Don't do it. Especially just, like the stars, like Adele. Have you seen yes. Adele lately? Yeah. Oh my God. What the hell? She looks I mean, good. I guess she looks great, but what yeah. happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, what J-Hud. Remember, like after her Oscar, she just like became a pencil skirt. I was yes. like, what the fuck happened, J-Hud? But her face is still the same. Adele's face know, is different man. now. You think she got surgery? No, I mean like her oh, face her from, face from just losing weight. From like losing Jay Hutt's face looks relatively the same. I don't think it does. I mean, yeah, I get yo, I know what you mean, actually. Yeah. J Hud has like the same face, but it's just like gaunter. Yes. But Adele looks like a different person. Yes. So weird. Yes. Stop losing weight, middle-aged white woman. <laughs> no, I mean, just like, but, but it's because of the thin skin. I mean, like, I think truly. So I, anyways, I've been staring at my face more. I decided mm. to get this thing. It's Botox. It'll go away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, truly, like, I, I will, like, if I, if I move my mouth a lot, that's basically starts, um, your body starts pushing. Metabol- yeah, metabolizing. Uh, it goes away. And so Botox lasts, like, three months. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then nice. fillers last a year. Nine months to a year. Gotcha. So gotcha. it's a little okay. more expensive. So next time I go in, I think I'm going to do filler. Okay. I honestly don't see the difference, um, but that it's not for me. It's for you. So <laughs> I mean, it obviously doesn't. Make I, and I think that's great. That's the best way to get stuff done. It's not yeah. to shock people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, or it's, yourself. Like, how do you look at yourself if you look completely different after night? Like, I'm not trying to like shame anyone for getting yes, plastic surgery. Yes, do whatever course. you fucking need yeah. to. But isn't the goal to look like yourself, not Refresh. look like another yes. person? Yes. Refresh. I think. But, Son- yeah. but Sonia looks amazing. Sonia Morgan, incredible. incredible. These fucking these confessional looks. I mean, I was like. Uh, how did you do this? And the whole season, she's talking about how fat she is. And yeah. she's like, this season, the editor was so mean to, in Real Housewives <laughs> of New York. Every chance they got, they just showed her eating. I'm like, let the bitch <laughs> fucking snack, please. And it's always like this fucking background music. Of, dum, 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 dum. I'm like, yo, this bitch is a regular ass 60-year-old woman. Let her eat a snack. God damn. You putting this like shady ass music in the background? Like she's some kind of fucking elephant? Like, calm yes. down. That What's is that so thing? mean. What's They're that? so savage. Oh my God. You're right. That's so funny. This whole season, whenever they can, it's just like someone else is talking and you just see Sonia like shoving her mouth in with some kind of like smoked fish. Like, but you're right. Like, why can't she just fucking eat? But let I- her eat. Stop filming her. God. <laughs> and it's because Ramona's fucking being mean to her. Be like, oh, look at this. You're getting fat. You're getting fat. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up, Ramona. Ramona you stupid the bitch. Person. The worst human being to ever live. But the best housewife. Like, I mean, okay. I just think. One hundred percent. Yes. Interest in terms of television. Oh yes. Is made. Best game. best villain in the world. Yeah. I mean, because I they're so pathetic heel. too. I, yes, I love a good heel. 
Oh yeah, love a heel. Yeah. So I mean, like she's a stiletto. <laughs> that's why. Um, like I think so. I think that's part of it. This like Zoom vanity thing. Like, I, so I've been just staring at my mouth. And, and also, like, you know, I, this is an opportunity for me to, like, kind of experiment. Like, yeah, what am I? Who am I seeing? <laughs> Where am I going? Who Nowhere. am I? You know what I mean? Like, people are going to see me over Zoom, but it's, like, kind of, kind of fucked up. Like, you no could one kinda, can really yeah. tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's That's fine. right. I like that. I support that. Yeah. Experiment on out. yourself during quarantine. <laughs> Why not? I'll figure, I'll figure it out. I mean, like, I do... These like small changes obviously mean nothing in terms of actual, but you do feel better. I think, especially because we're staring at our faces so long. I will yeah. say, so in terms of ketchup, I I miss thinking. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and we'll do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> thinking? Like just like musing on things, you know, like. I actually haven't thought about some just like random ass shit in a long time because because oftentimes you let your shit wander when you're like going somewhere, walking, kind of mm, like just mm. in between things, you know, or like you have to like, you know, you someone you talk to has an idea. So you germinate on it. And do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you feel like you're not doing that now. Mm-mm. Why? Because you're so busy doing other stuff. Yes. Okay. For whatever reason, I feel like I'm really overwhelmed by the mundane stuff. Even though I technically probably have just as much time, if not more. But it's just like today I finally, and I honestly think there's so much PTSD from the earlier quarantine that I'm still processing about like doing house stuff and like being busy and like constantly doing stuff. Yeah. It's always at home that I've forgotten like what it's like to just dick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I important. That. <clears throat> that is important. I feel I f- I feel you on that. I wanna. It's important. I for the I, co- to- I told you I was in La Jolla last week. Yeah, and yeah. I, To dick around. Yeah, and, you and I didn't home. even get a chance to. Yeah. I had to come home to pitch. So like, yeah, I get you. It, it feels unsatisfied. I feel dissatisfied about not having something to do. I wish. I could truly take a week vacation. Yes. Not and not these like perforated vacation times where it's like, yeah, I'm on vacation, but I'll be on call or yeah. Yeah, I'm on vacation. But sure, this I'm going to put this uh, fucking self tape in. Oh, remember, there's a thing to do. I'm like, yeah. can there ever be a time where I just don't do anything? Yes, truly. And really just dick around. I mean, like the thing about it is the reason why we wanted to be comedians is because we love to dick around like that i love to dick around i love to dick around that's like i love to do nothing all day and then go out and drink and make people laugh what the fuck i I, like literally all i want to do is like read something weird masturbate and then go out and do a show that would literally and if i could make i would have been okay with making forty thousand dollars if i just got to do that (laughs) (laughs) like truly yeah if you were single in in chicago making Let's say sixty. Okay. Sixty thousand dollars a year. Not for me, Peter. <laughs> yeah, to sit, sit there and dick around, and then at night go out and perform on a steady basis. Yes. And also work on your craft by, you know, talking about your life, analyzing yes. your life. Yes. Take, you know, creating takes and entertaining people. Yes. Yeah. Sixty grand. If I was single. Yes. Totally in Chicago. 
In LA, 100 grand if I'm single and I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right I, now with the shows I'm pitching, I feel like I am, I'm about to like head into a tidal wave. Yeah. I, I feel that. Like, yay, this is great. You know how to say like more money, more problems. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel now. It's like, oh shit, okay, this will translate into more money. Mm-hmm. At least the pilot of it. If the yes. show goes, that's another tidal wave, right? Yeah. Of like, you got to fucking produce the show and work, yeah. work 16 hours on fucking yes. running the show and all that. So I'm not even there yet, but mm-hmm. I am putting my ante in yeah. to this table to play. And that is fucking overwhelming for, for me. The to be, for the pot. Yeah. For the pot. I'm going for gold. So you don't get and, to read anymore. You don't, I mean, that's the thing. I don't it's get like, to, yeah. Yeah, just like dick around. I mean, today I got to think about like how ugly English women are. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? We're about women. to get canceled immediately. <laughs> English women. No, we've said worse things on this podcast. Trust. Wait. Go back to the you know, hundred episodes before I, this. Wait, actually, I asked Jack if I could be put in a self tape for chi- being Chinese. If like if I could pass as a Chinese person, and Jack yeah. said one hundred percent no. And I said, like, what about Filipino? And she's like, no, you're too rude to be Filipino. Uh, <laughs> but, but I guess most Filipinos I know are nice. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I was like, that's like a very true read for a white person. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Koreans are very rude. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. I, mean, I just got to think about like how, how ugly English, English are. What do you mean by that? Can you explain you what that England? means? Have you ever been to England? Yes, I have. I hated it. English women are very unattractive. English men are middling to hot. You know what I mean? They're like, okay. You're talking about uh, uh, amongst white people? Yes. English women mm-hmm. are uglier than other white women, including... I think m- markedly so. <laughs> we're, t- <laughs> we're, ta- we're including what? Eastern Europe. We're including EU, France, Ireland, Spain, yes. Italy. I uh, might Greece, even say within that. the UK, people from England are specific. Welsh bitches, bitches aren't like that. Welsh bitches look nice. Scottish <laughs> You're talking bitch- about straight up English. English. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Give me an example. I don't understand who you're talking about. Okay. Uh, the queen? Yeah. She's snaggly. Yeah. And she's the head mom. She's the head mum of the country, right? So, okay, great. The queen is kind of busted, I will yes. say. Yeah. But Kate Middleton, very yeah. pretty. But she's, a, she's princess level. She's Welsh? Is, no, she's princess. Oh. Like, that's the top. This bitch is the queen. Elizabeth is the queen. No, what I'm do you mean? Like, as, like, as, a, as like a lady, as like a, a woman of sexual like age. Sexual. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 she's young. Yes, they're younger. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But like, by and large, if you even just go through the fucking royal family, again, average, yeah. middling. Okay, middle. The and men Marvel, are bad. Yeah, but they're the not men are as bad, bad as the women. Are... The women. 
are i don't agree fergie she's kind of cute right like for like she's like a redhead duchess of york right busted uh <laughs> princess diana okay gorgeous Di- diana is different diana and this is the reason why she was such a big deal why because everyone else is so busted they're looking <laughs> at her and they're like oh my god like well, i guess like okay maggie smith I'm, t- I'm talking about you're these looking, like older I mean, like, women. What are you looking at? I mean, I'm not. Ta- I'm not even talking about celebrities. Okay, that celebrities. We're talking mean- about normal everyday people, pound for pound. If I'm in front of a American Karen versus an English Karen, the Ooh. English Karen is more slag. busted. She's a slag. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane and. Quasi accurate. Yes, I'm telling yeah. you, and it's just something about. I the food. I have a theory. It's bad. because I think it's the food. Yes. The uh, the amount of natural light. Yes. That they are not getting fluoride and the teeth. teeth. Yes. Style. Teeth has a lot to do with it. Yes. Smile is so much as you now know, because you are <laughs> forced to be smiling. <laughs> you can't stop smiling. Honestly, though, like if you were a Karen living in London. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like Birmingham or whatever, yes. like a suburb, and it was fucking cloudy every day. There's not much culture Mm-mm. to be in- engaged with. There's not any flavor in your fucking food, and yes. you have, you know, when normal people have thirty-two to thirty-four teeth, you have sixteen teeth. Like, yeah, you're not gonna smile. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're no, not gonna exude the- confidence. You're not gonna be like. Get it, bitch. Like, I look exotic <laughs> as fuck. Like, you're not going to be a, you're not going to carry yourself as a Brazilian bombshell. No. Well, I mean, also, the best looking people in England are hands down the Indian and Nigerian people. The women specifically. Mm. The best food in England, the curry. Indian. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, it's just, this is what I was thinking about. See, Peter, I get to dick around. I get to, like, think about stuff. Like, this was fun. I just was just yeah. like thinking, and I was like, you know, usually I like you read a little bit, a pit patter around. I realize what you yeah. mean by dicking around is you take one premise mm-hmm. and you create a fake news conspiracy based on <laughs> quasi facts, and then you look at what you have done and you go, "Yeah, <laughs> that's a thesis." I look at it and I go, "That's good work for the day." Yeah, yeah. I figured out that English women are busted. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I figured it out. That's right. That's a great way of putting it. I did. I figured it out. You figured it out. You did the mental gymnastics of going, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do any research. You did not read anything from someone who might be a sociologist or something. I did. I actually did. I did. I did. Read you did? You yes. go- what did you put in your fucking Google search? Why are English women so ugly? Well, this is actually a, an, out, like, an outlier to a discussion I was having with Jack yesterday about a phenomenon that's sort of called blackfishing. And how all the women oh that God. are on Love Island who are <sighs> ugly, they after they get off the show, they like all get the same plastic surgery. Oh. Where they take on features that are characteristically black. <laughs> okay. And so there's this if you guys can look it up, but it's a very interesting Wikipedia and a very interesting life worth reading about Sarah Bartman, B A A R T M A N. And uh 
she she was called the Hotnot B- Venus, and um, <laughs> it's like she was a part of a freak show in London in the Piccadilly Circus. She was a part of like this what? African tribe, and she had an enormous butt. Oh, and, and that was the freaky. Yes. And okay. so, like, it's just, so I was just reading about, like, the, you know, various, like, Western beauty standards and stuff like that. I mean, I just got to dick around. That's what I'm saying. This was that's fun. Nice. That's nice. That's fun and nice. You know? And, like, the thing is, like, that's the sort of shit that cr- is creativity. Like, you're just getting to dick around and, like, think about something and let yes. your brain work on something, like, gnaw at something, an idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what a privilege. What it, yes. What a but privilege to pontificate. <laughs> but that's the work you do. That's the work we do. You yeah. know, not just about writing jokes or whatever, but like, you know, us about like creating and doing stuff like you said, you have to ingest new ideas if you're going to make new ideas. Always. That's, that's what's fucked up about who we are yeah. is that it's never enough. That's the whole progress or progressive thing about the person and the personality. I think progressiveness is a personality, right? It's you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not, and conservatism is the opposite of that. Is conservatism wants things to stay the same and you hoard, you hoard what you you hoard, yeah, and you're always looking backwards. Mm -hmm. And the progressive is always looking forwards and never, never happy with what the status quo is yes whether it be politically or intellectually or scientifically or whatever it is you're always going there's got to be more there's more to explore there's more to see there's more to learn and the conservative is like they're trying to take away my stuff they want to learn less yes i want to i want to protect all of this i i do need these 50 toasters and it's crazy (laughs) that these libtards are trying to take all of my 50 my toasters. My yes. And progressives <laughs> What am I going to do like, with all these Pop-Tarts? To- yes. And the progressives are like, do I really need any of these toasters? Like, yeah. maybe I can get can a I microwave. Can I just use a natural fire? Yeah, exactly. Like, we're just like thinking constantly like, oh, I've ha- I have these 50 toasters. They certainly must yeah. have been of use at one point. I cannot think yeah. of that right now. So maybe I can get rid of three of them. Maybe get a camp yeah. tent. I, who knows? Who knows what's out there? That's the, that's yeah. the progressive. Like, maybe who knows what's out there? Yeah, I think that's it. Who knows what's that? It's the Star Trek mentality. Yeah, Boldly yeah. go where, no one, where no one has gone before. It's also very colonial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it really is. Like, it is very conquistador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With TNG specifically, it, it really is. <sighs> Whoops, I guess we are Columbus. I guess that's what we've come down to. <laughs> and that's... We'll take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta pee. Well, I'll be right back. Okay. James Park, the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Fit. James Parks. James Park. James Park, the CEO and founder of Fitbit. In fact, the origin of the company stems from uh, gaming. Um, back, you know, when I started the company, I actually had time to play a lot of video games. I was really excited about the Nintendo Wii when it came out. Uh, what was your favorite game? Uh, Mario Party, Mario Kart, uh, We Fit. At the time, We yeah, Fit was a big There was a window one. into who someone is. <laughs> I'm more of a Nintendo person than Xbox or PS4. But 
Okay, guys, we're back. I just want to say that uh, in the break, I did Google the phrase "Why are English women so ugly?" question <laughs> mark. I will say, um, I'm just gonna read the first five like this, listings on Google. Uncommon, it's not an no. uncommon. No, question. like people have noticed it before. I'm hardly. I the did first not. Person. I did not realize that. I am so sorry for coming for you for yes. that. Yes. I let me it's just read you the first. Have- Thing. Yeah, let me just read you the first five listings on Google when I type that in, okay? And I've never had this before. <laughs> the first listing is, why are the British so ugly? Uh, and this is a telegraph, telegraph.co.uk. Uh, <laughs> the second one is, why are British people so ugly? The tab.com. English women are ugly, says Burger King boss. The Independent. <laughs> why are the British so ugly? Uh, metro.co.uk <laughs> So it's like it's widely reported within the country <laughs> Within their own country Female Brits abroad are branded the ugliest in the world <laughs> Daily Mail <laughs> Why are the British so ugly? What European nations search Newstatesman.com Why is there a stereotype that British women are so ugly? Reddit Reddit slash British <laughs> The ugliest people are dot, 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 Reuters. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dead. This I'm is dead. crazy. I'm, this, I'm so upset for them. <laughs> I'm so... I, I don't know how to feel about this as a feminist. Uh, and a, a former uh, uh, Anglophile. I mean, I'm still an Anglophile. That's why I know this. <laughs> I, you are an Anglophile. I, I've actually stopped because um, I just realized that... Uh, Calling your power <laughs> stuff? It's a lot of... And yeah, centering okay. white people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I had to stop it. But, um, but that's fine. Like, it, 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 we all love... Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get How it. cute I mean, and whatever the British are. Yes. I, I think I like the dotteringness of them. Yeah, you like what they've been... Uh, like boiled down too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Doctor Who person. It's just like yeah. all that stuff is very like, and also as a young child, they seemed felt being. It's also because you're a comedian. Yeah, it's just it's something. It's just like it's very fancy. So it's like the fact that their their humor is so about them being so stupid or like like it's very self-effacing. Yes, it's all self-effacing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, playing down your status. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's which very appealing. Is, yeah, it's very comedy. Yes. Core, core of comedy. Yeah. Um, and I, I get the yeah. centering whiteness. Like that is something I've really worked hard to. <clears throat> yeah, I'm yeah. trying not to do it, especially because I'm with one. I'm like, no. Enough. enough. It, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, get you're it. not getting more. But the white, the the English women thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I didn't look it up. I didn't even look it up. I just knew it was a widely held belief. Okay. Yeah. You you figured. It's undeniable. I guess I just haven't looked at English British women? women that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just never do. Even when I was there, I was never looking at British women. I was just. Looking at the men, and the men are f- okay. absolutely just fine. Yeah, they're okay. The hottest white men I've ever seen or met, French. 
Yeah. Absolutely hands down. Oh my yeah. god, there's something about French men that like it's a style for it's like, New they, York. Yeah. It's yeah. very yeah. Yeah. It's a That's style. What it is. It's it's like, it, it's, yeah. it's swag. It's confidence. Yeah. It's it's uh that je ne sais quoi like they don't need anything from you, but they are passionate, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, like it's that. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's brooding. Yeah, there's yeah, like it is a, brooding. It's like uh, there's, yeah, I, the, I, I, having been there, and yes, it was very attractive. It's just like it's not an energy I could ever connect to, because they're too cool. Yeah, they're they're cool and they're upfront, which I like. Yes. Yes, that yeah. is true. Yeah. They are. Like once, that is actually true. Yeah, that's what clear. I really love about them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hate about British people, that they're not upfront. No. They're always they're like, pa- they're highly passive aggressive. They're yes. always doubling their language. They're always saying what they're exactly not feeling. And it's just like, it's too much fucking. I think I'm too close to the spectrum to fuck with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want it. Cl- I just want it easy. Don't, I don't want all that. Like. It's a lot of, that's a lot of social gymnastics that I don't care for, which is why I don't have a lot of friends. Anyway, uh, okay. let's get into <laughs> Enough about my pain. Let's get into some other people's pain. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I, this is, I was shook when I saw the videos of Beirut. Yeah. Have you seen these videos of people on their balconies watching this? first explosion and then that second huge explosion explosion the mushroom cloud i can't i've it's seen it's really I bad yeah i haven't really there was a guy on a boat he was just like on his boat and he was like oh my god look at that and then it went it goes boom and you're like holy shit it's trauma i'm traumatized for them if yeah. i was living there i mean it feel it, it does you know they're they're referring to if you guys don't know what's going on um Beirut, Lebanon, uh, there has been an explosion. They're saying it's an accident. Other people are saying there might be foul play, especially yeah. because Netanyahu and Israel has been soft threatening them, quotes, mm-hmm. um, saying, hey, Hezbollah, you're, you know, whatever. So the, Hezbollah has been an issue for a very long time. And there are some like rumors talking about that uh, Israel purposefully like bombed this place or set off the explosion in this place because they were holding weapons or weapons grade material. Right. Here are the facts. Nearly 3000 tons of ammonium nitrate taken from a ship off the coast. I believe this was like yeah, 6 years ago. Uh, and then there, it's been stored in the warehouse. When that, when they first, it was a Russian shipper from who operates out of Cyprus, Greece, that okay. this happened to. And they were like, okay, we don't know what to do with this, so we're gonna store it in our like port. Like it's basically right. like think of like, uh, in New York, like South Street Seaport. They were just like off the thing, and they were like by the warehouses in the water. Now this is where. Beirut, Beirut's capital city of uh, Lebanon, and this is where a lot of their trading and all that com- is coming into. Yes. So it's a very important port. Um, so uh, there's Timothy. So j- just to tell you what ammonium nitrate is, it is not a naturally occurring thing. You have to make it, and this is what Timothy Tim McVeigh used to bomb Oklahoma. Yes. 
Um, the accident quote or the incident rather is attributed to mishandling of the explosive material that detonated, killing more than a hundred people, and some oh, yeah. three hundred thousand people have lost their homes. Yeah. Um, and it's destroyed a huge grain store, so there's uh, food shortage issues, and it's completely damaged the port. Now, if you look at the pictures of what's going on, it looks like a nuke went off. It looks like those pictures of Hiroshima. And <laughs> I people mean, yeah. are, yeah. It was a lot people of are... that stuff. What stuff? Of the ammonium, like oh, it was a ton of it. I mean, it was like a whole store of it. Three thousand tons. Yeah, that's cr- crazy. I don't even know what that even means. Like, that's a lot. I mean, I think it's it's supposed to be a, like of a magnitude that is. There, I mean, the way this, the, so go on. I mean, there are people are speculating because of the magnitude right. of it. Because it's so, such a huge amount. And so here's another fact Lebanese custom uh, officials wrote letters to the courts at least six times from 2014 when they got the ship to 2017, uh, asking for guidance on how to dispose this material mm-hmm. because you can't just like put it into the water, it'll right. like kill the ecology, whatever, whatever. Um, and I guess they have not heard back from Lebanon, meaning that's where all these rumors are coming from, right. that the government has not responded. Why? Why is the government not responding to this much hazardous material? Is it because you are holding it or storing it for Hezbollah? Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not saying that's the reason, but that's what is being conjectured. Now... More importantly, what has happened is that there's debris everywhere. The downtown business district is absolutely fucking destroyed. Um, it's capsized a docked passenger ship, shattered windows miles away. Those are the videos that you, people posted where they're like watching the explosion. And they're going, holy shit. And then they don't know the second explosion is coming because you see these tiny little things exploding. It's like yeah. fire. And at first fireworks, people yeah. were saying that it was fireworks. Yes. They're already like trying to cover it up, which just feels crazy. And um, it shook the earth right afterwards. To yes, right what? afterwards to now, no. it, the stories have been yes. very different, yes. and it it feels like a cover up. Yeah, it, it sounds like a cover up. Yeah. Now um, the huge areas have lost electricity. The hospitals are completely overwhelmed. There is a charity set up called ImpactLebanon.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is also some a Lebanon food storage thing going around on Instagram as well. So I think this is a really, you know, obviously do your research, but uh, this impactlebanon.org seems legit. Um, I'm going to be giving to that. Like these people are, this is shocking to wake up to this. Like this is so fucking crazy. And I know this isn't current American news, but like it, it just really shook me, you know, especially because... They were just talking about the 75th an- anniversary, 75 years since Hiroshima and Nagasaki yeah. is this year. And how destructive of a thing that was for Japan. And being Korean Americans, I've had to really, you know, you talking about like dick around and like really think. I really thought about that and really thought about like, how do I feel about Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Like as a human, I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. How could this have happened from other human beings? But also, what was disgusting is what they did to Korea. 
and how they try to wipe us out, not via an atom bomb, but through cultural cleansing. So what, I guess, I, yeah, it really made me think like, okay, then that makes me mad. So like, is it tit for tat? They deserved it because they did it to us? I don't know. Is that, is that the way I truly feel? Or I, I don't know. Like, it really made me start to like, kind of like sit with it a lot. And see, we joke about like the Japanese uh, uh, relationship with us, especially after reading Pachinko and really okay. seeing the inside fuckery of all of that. Like, man, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I but, mean, my mom has been. Yeah. Um, she read Pachinko and then has been going <gasps> off on this whole like journey for herself, like through, all, you know, she, she was reading very specifically. I forget what the book is called. It's like a very famous Korean book, though, and it's very, uh, specifically about the Sino-Japanese um, mm. uh, War mm-hmm. and about how, like, basically the atrocities that the Japanese um, perpetrated in Nanking. And, yeah. you know, it's like they got to reckon with that stuff. I mean, it is, like, the Hiroshima stuff, too. Also, the Beirut I mean, Beirut, from what I was reading, some of the background on stuff is, like, it was a sort of an abandoned place that, like, because of loss of political capital, wound up holding this bag. So it was a political fuckery. That, like, people were clearly not paying attention to this place. That it had yeah. people, it was, like, through neglect. Uh-huh. And that in, so we may it may be that it may like be, neglect of leadership you mean or and yes and the fact okay. that, that no one took this away that it was this place that people thought it would be fine to just leave and that that is somehow responsible that it, it may ultimately that the greatest villain is complacency right the fact that the yeah. the, the that the this in this instance that it may have just been sheer complacency and laziness and like a lack of political will that was the undoing of like an entire city i mean that amount was crazy i was reading i was just like i couldn't compute Damn. you know so like we'll figure out what happens with the political outfall fallout sure. from this and what actually happened i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people on the ground what is crazy right now is did you watch this axios yes the fucking interview so this the Trump Here's, interview? Yes. If, if anyone oh has the God. opportunity to do it. It's a very rare opportunity to watch him in his element. Because him and this journalist also have a personal relationship. That's the reason why he agreed to sit down. This Australian dude. Yes. Yeah. So he, like, you know, they have a relationship. I don't think he's, you know, I think he was trying to, this was his Frost Nixon, that Australian guy. Yeah, you yeah. know, like he was as I think and as an outsider, I think he was granted a specific type of access. And because he his like um, news outlet is not perceived as a threat from Trump. And like clearly there's a little bit of a personal relationship there. The way mm. they spoke to each other, it seemed like they were familiar with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, right off the bat. But like notwithstanding that insanity beirut happened and like what's happening with like there's a genocide of uyghurs in china you know like china just like taking in all of this stuff that's why i needed to just look up ugly english bitches today (laughs) (laughs) like 
I'm telling you, like, it's like the shit, the shit is getting crushing to the spirit. It is crushing to the spirit because we're not going anywhere. We're not. Jo- we're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lifting a glass to anything because you know, with with you, even like if if the, if when you called me on Monday, if it had just been regular times, I would have been out there by now. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you mean out there? Out I would have gone out. I would have gone to visit you to celebrate. Oh, 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 to celebrate. Yes, yes, yes. And for those of you who are listening on the regular podcast, yeah. this is part of the tea. Part of the, yeah, tea. The the Patreon tea. But um, yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that. Thank you. But I yeah, mean, I mean, like, you're like, right. Like, you're there's right. nothing. There's no. There's nothing to do. Do so. Like someone I was just... asking me that today. They were like, "Oh my God, are are you freaking out? Like, how are you? Or how, what are you doing? What are you doing to like celebrate yourself?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like order order Chinese food. <laughs> like I guess I'll like eat a little more than I normally would. Yeah. So I'll yeah, like be you a know, little like, more uncomfortable. Like I mean it's like it's yeah. like anything special you want to do, you kind of have to make for yourself. Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah, it is. And it's I guess a good way. It's a the silver lining here is to like find ways to do it for yourself anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I, normally what I would do? Yeah, I would be like, "Yo, let's fucking Go to Hawaii for a week yes. and get massages all day, eat food in bed Give, and fucking... Hand over the experience to yeah, professionals. Give them you know, the opportunity I've... to make us feel good because they know what they're doing. Yes. I don't know how to make myself feel good. I don't know how feel. to do it. I don't know Look how to make at, myself feel good. Look at me. You have to do Botox just to smile. <laughs> And I so don't you just like stop it. fucking frowning. I don't, I don't, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you sound weaker and weaker by the second. I'm, I'm getting further away from my true self. <laughs> by the way, uh, just a quick uh, thing. Uh, I, I know I said um, Impact Lebanon. So I was looking, doing a little digging, and they are not accepting donations right now because I, I think they're trying to route everyone to this disaster relief. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's if you go on there, you'll see that it says, we can't take donations right now, but go here. And if you want to just go here in the first place, it's called justgiving.com backslash crowdfunding backslash Lebanon Relief. Just Google it. It's a disaster relief for Beirut for the Beirut explosion. Okay. Um, they've raised three million pounds so far, three point six million. They're That's trying good. to raise five million pounds. Wow. So, um, yeah, if you can, let's get on that, and uh, I'll do some more research on that. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I know I I said Impact Lebanon, but they're not able to take stuff. Okay. Um, my <sighs> my um, it's decidedly less heavy. If yeah, you guys, I please. mean, it's the Bay Region <laughs> is like nuts. Um, it is. I, I yeah. Um, I'm just gonna highlight a, a, just an, an organization that's doing some good stuff out in LA. It's mm. um, f- Asian Americans experiencing food deserts. Um, oh, because like one, there's this you know, misconception inside of the larger culture that somehow Asian people don't live in poor neighborhoods, but most Asian people do, and most of them are old. Um, so uh, a, a disproportionate, like a large part of Asian Americans that are old live in poverty and therefore thereby live in food deserts. And mm. it's made particularly uh, heartbreaking by the fact that it means that old people don't have access to the fruits and vegetables and um, like dry goods that so they can make their own food to make our food. Yeah, how are they going to make the fucking kimchi or the pickles? You got to get the Napa cabbage I, to them. Yeah, yeah yes. Uh, all of this. So there's an organization. What's called, the organization called? API Forward Movement. 
Oh, okay. And so they pack about uh, like hundreds of like five. It's like a five pound tote bag filled with like Whoa. pak choy, napa, daikon, all this stuff. And then cool. they deliver it to like area like uh, churches and hospitals and stuff um, mm. inside of the pandemic. And this is also organized through something called Food Roots, which is um, an organization that believes that food justice is racial justice. And that is mm. like fundamentally a part of this. Even with the BLM protests, if you guys aren't aware, a lot of if there has been any looting, this has also meant that the food deserts that already existed in areas was made, ex those things were exacerbated. And so mm. if you um, know about mutual aid organizations in your area and you want to help, if you have a car, this is all in order to alleviate some of the pressure that's been happening in those areas and those neighborhoods and not just in those places, but all families in pandemic. So cool. um, this, I just wanted to highlight that. And it's like, you know, just... How food, how important food is to just, yeah. you know, like feeling comfort. Yeah, food is this time. fucking magic. It's, it's health. It's nourishment. It's your life. I mean, I have eaten 20 fish cakes. <laughs> That's disgusting. I know. Max like came in and like smelled the fish in the microwave because I just microwaved oh. it for lunch now. Truly, and he was like, "Oh, more fish cakes." And we're not talking like odeng or like no, omuk or something like that. You're talking about like sengsan chun. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys just figured it out. But <laughs> it's like the egg battered cod. Like, yeah, it, that shit is fishy. Yeah. <laughs> and I just eat that with kimchi. Yeah. No um, rice. Cool. So if you. API forward movement. I'm I'm gonna look these guys up because I would love to get involved with that. This is something I'm passionate about too, food and you know, Asian American outreach. Um so it sounds it, like they, there's yeah, like they have to, some they would different have to drive CSAs. Out, yeah. Yes, yeah. they have CSAs because it's like places they would have to basically drive out if they don't have access to a car so they can get to an ethnic food uh to a like ethnic grocery store or yeah. like any of those restaurants, you know, so this gonna, makes I sure. think, I'm, yeah, this is interesting. It says here, um, the organization buys fresh produce from Asian American farms in Los Angeles yes. and Central Valley to create yes. community supportive agricultural CSA and donate it to AAPIs throughout the county. This is so fucking cool. Okay, I'm, if they're, if they're in LA, I'm definitely getting involved. This is right up my alley. It's LA County and LA, yeah. yeah. So they, I mean, and also very specifically, um, a lot of older Asian Americans that are immunocompromised that can no longer go anywhere yeah. or, you know, it's just like all the things, right? The same way the pandemic has put pressure on most minorities. Um, mm. This is just a particular way in which Asian Americans are trying to help each other because of our yeah. unique food needs, you know? Um, you yeah. know, just like we need way more garlic than the average D bear. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And that's. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I'm maybe sorry. that's why English women are so ugly because they don't eat garlic. Yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not that's healthy. it. They're yeah, not healthy. If you don't Health eat enough, eat, you know, if you don't eat enough, eat enough garlic, you turn into a vampire. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with guest Koreans. I think what I see right now is people wrap up their sense of success and identity with 
their prowess in fundraising and comparing themselves against how their peers are doing. Uh, I think that's really the wrong way to, to look at things and it, and it leads to uh, kind of non-optimal outcomes. Um, for instance, I don't know if the valuations that companies are getting today is necessarily healthy for the company themselves. We are back with Kick-Ass Korean, y'all. Ki-yas! Today, I have a very special Kick-Ass Korean. His name is Seju Chung, Chung Seju, at S-A-E-J-U-J-E-O-N-G. Okay. He is none other than the CEO and founder of Noom. Okay, so this is a very cool company. He is a very cool dude. I get targeted by their ads all the time. I wonder if they knew That we were going to talk about it? <laughs> Maybe you also look at like health and lifestyle, fitness stuff. You know, like yeah, I don't know about time. fitness, but yeah. yeah, I'm always looking up. Is this a vitamin that can help me lose weight? Yeah, exactly. Get, make more money. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever search collagen peptide, this will come up. Yes. So Seju Chong was um, supposed to be a doctor, uh, according to his uh, his interview. Okay. Uh, in this article, his father was a physician, um, as are his two sisters and countless aunts, uncles, and cousins. He says, quote, we have 29 doctors in my family. Wow. They grew up in Yosu, South Korea. And he says, we're like the doctor mafia in Korea. Yeah. Which I mean, is they must be really rich. Really rich yeah. and real fancy. Yeah. I'm going to look him up. He's yeah. Nice. He's hot. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get he's married with kids, but he's hot. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he didn't get into med school though, but and he was passionate about heavy heavy metal music and he founded a record label at 19. God damn, a so record label like at cool. 19. He's cool, he's creative, he's smart, he's ambitious. Like he's who I want to marry. <laughs> yeah. You know? He um so he, uh, uh, he, he, he made this record label and then he started engineering instead because he didn't get into med school. And um, his dad, unfortunately, who was a doctor, died of lung cancer before he did. And he had some choice words for this gentleman. And this is the coolest part of this guy's story, I think, is his father yeah. is dying of lung cancer, this doctor, right? This doctor mafia. He says... Quote, he told me that being a doctor was a great job and he was proud of his service, but that it was, quote, highly paid manual labor. Damn. Wow. That is so real. Mm-hmm. Chung says, rather than being an expert in healthcare, he was a, quote, sick care expert. He felt powerless and hopeless. Disease prevention was so difficult to manage, and he wondered why. His father thought that the technology was the answer, that it could help save lives. So with that, Very this cool. dude, this fucking cool, this dude says two years later, Chung launched Noom with his friend. It's one of the most downloaded health apps in the world uh, on both uh, you know, Apple and whatever, Android, all that. Noom was the first virtual health provider and, uh, and mobile diabetes prevention program certified Cool. By the CV, CDC reviews. Wow. It's, it's different than other like health and lifestyle apps because it seeks to change your long-term behavior by working with a lifestyle coach who uses CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. So, not that it's, so it's not just short-term weight loss. It's long-term health engagement. 
and wow. it does it by uh we a, are you know, not definitely Keller clear, Company. We're not, we are not sponsored by them. We're not sponsored by them. We would love a sponsorship. We, love no. <laughs> uh, we would love to be sponsored by Noob specifically because this guy <laughs> is so cool and this thing is so cool. Um, the Noom thing costs, uh, uh, you know, it's not cheap, but uh, 52 million users have downloaded it and the average u- user, according to them, loses 7.5% of their weight and has kept it wow. off at a six-month follow-up. Wow, that's pretty cool. They recently raised over $100 million for the app in January of 2020. Wow. And he writes in this entrepreneur article, um, this guy, Seju. Yeah. He talks about how he started this company with his friend and what, and, and lays out what the secrets are to do that. And uh, he even has like the commandments of, there's three commandments they followed that they could not break when they started to work together. And I thought this was cool is that um, the first commandment is they have to trust each other. Right. Obviously, I must trust you. Second commandment, you have you can't have bad intentions. Okay. Third is you can't place your goals above mine. Wow. And he said to us, the most important thing to have a successful partnership is trust because without it, you have nothing. That's absolutely true. So, um, yeah, I this this is a really cool article. He says like there's he he kind of like talks about how to run a business with a friend. Number one, divvy up the task. Number two, hire a middleman. Number three, make sure you're aligned with your core goals and values, even if your styles are drastically different. Four, create business commandments that can't be broken. I just talked about that. Five, lock yourselves in a room for ninety minutes once a week hmm. to what? communicate, make communicate out. with each other, make out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, slap each other's balls around. <laughs> I thought this was interesting, particularly because I'm currently working with my friend Steve Song on on a show and we've never worked on something like that before. And it was cool because we went through this sort of thing before we pitched the show. So not exactly this, but basically touching upon things, saying, here are my values, here are your core values. Do they meet? Yes. Where do they meet? Here. What is my line? What is your line? What I will not do, what you will not do. And then come together. I will always respect you. You will always respect me. We will yeah. always do this together. So yeah, that's, I thought that was very cool. I, obviously, he, he actually wrote it down into something very cool and uh, bite-sized. But yeah, it's nice. These are so cute. <laughs> Who, me and Steve? Yeah. Like, really, like, like, I've never seen you in a friendship where I thought it was cute. <laughs> You're right. I usually don't respect my friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not like respect. It's like um, you're gentle with him. I'm not. <laughs> if you see how I talk to him, I'm usually screaming at him. Is he gentle to him. you? <laughs> He's not. Really? That's why I love him. Yeah. He tells it to me straight. Like, for example, yesterday I was like, we were going through some, we were like working on some story yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so fucking sick of this. Like, not about us working, but, like, this, like, thing that won't, you know, that we can't solve. And he's like, well, I'm fucking sick of you. (laughs) (laughs) And we have talked to each other like that since we were 19. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's it's Pyonane. Yes. You know, it's that. Like, I don't have to second guess what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. 
That's like it is why like sometimes you're so rude to your sh- like shikku. Shikku, right? yeah, macho, macho, Like, like there's something about that. Like, yeah, there's something. That's awesome. I'm gonna look this guy up. He is hot, and I'm too bad he's married. <laughs> All right, who's your kick-ass Korean today? Mine is uh, BCD uh, Tuba House <gasps> founder. He's ah! uh, <laughs> what's what's their name? Uh, he Suk Yi. He Suk Yi. I guess it would be Yi He Suk. Okay. Yeah. Um, she passed away oh. uh, at sixty-one, very young. Um, but she was the founder of BCD Tubu House in Koreatown, nineteen ninety-six. And before wow. this time. Sundubu uh, Jige was like kind of big. But you know, BCD she- in New York's Koreatown, yeah. 32nd Street, is where I came out to my mom and my brother. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge train. It's, there's 13 locations. Oh, yeah. oh, it's everywhere. In Southern California, Texas, New Jersey, and New York. Um, yeah. They even. But went- it started here, it didn't start in, in Seoul. It, it, started it started here and went to Seoul. Korea. Yes, that's fucking crazy. That's I didn't know fucking that. Fucking crazy, exactly. I didn't know that. I thought it started in Pukchangdong. No. Wow. Wow, that's crazy, dude. 대단한 여자야, like. Jo- 진짜 like, 대단해. Yeah, yeah. So wow. she expanded to Seattle, Tokyo, and Seoul. Even though those locations are no longer open, but mm. she also, by the way. Partner with KYCC, like the Korea Town Youth and Community Center. If you want to, if anyone's listening, uh, to buy meals for low-income seniors during the pandemic, she's like mm. a philanthropist as well. She basically hit a bag banking on Sundubu, like she just yeah. banked on it, and because it was like sort of a not as big a deal as it is now in the '90s. She is responsible. For the fact that it became a big thing, a thing, a thing, and also, um, dude, she the- changed the tofu industry. Yes. Yeah, single-handedly. Single-handedly, even the way the dude. the way that they make it, because she also made it a part of health food. Right? Yes, yes, and I remember that. I remember when it first came out. My mom was like, "You go buy there, Yes, of course. Yeah. So yeah. she. Um, and also it became, she like changed the culture around it, right? It became this um, export from the Korean community to non-Korean people. It became mm-hmm. like the uh, bulgogi. Um, yeah. It's, she exported in that way to translate that uh, cultural divide, right? Because to yeah. me, it's crazy that seolongtang is not a bigger deal because it is so good. Insane. It's, so, it's the best soup. It's the best soup. Do you know how many bags of seolongtang soup I have in my house? It, that's what we I'm have saying. like 48 bags but there's because many, we bought but, two boxes of it. <laughs> but there is no yihi soup for seolongtang. Right? There's no. no ambassador. Do we need to be the yihi soup of seolongtang? Wait, 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 Phil. Cut, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it. Phil, cut it. <laughs> but like... You know, so that's a testament to how remarkable she was, yeah. right? Yeah. And she just came here and she went to like design school and decided to open up this fucking restaurant. She had two kids. Jesus. She, that's she, so crazy. She came here in 89. And so wow. she studied at Santa Monica College uh, and decided to stay and open up a restaurant. 
And Damn. it took a year before she like figured it out and it changed the restaurant scene forever. But also she was a philanthropist, right? She worked with Global Children Foundation. She uh, did the stuff with COVID um, relief for older. Like she did a lot. For so the she community. just passed away. She just passed away. Oh, wow. What and, like, an incredible she, life and yes. legacy. She's like she for foodies in L.A. and for like understanding the proliferation of Korean food into the general American society. She's like the mm. Roy Choi. Yeah. Yeah. She's early Roy Choi. Yeah. You know, like she's bringing even bigger, stuff. I would say even a bigger yeah, cultural impact. The Kogi trucks are not. Not in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's, she changed the Korean American so yes. much uh, cult- food culture that so much so that it changed the Korean culture. Dude, I didn't realize. I never knew Sundubuchige was a Korean American thing. I mean, it wasn't like she just made it very popular. She made Bukchangdong. Yeah. Uh, BCD a thing. Yeah. Sundubuchige was a thing in Korea. It existed, but it was just sort of like a small like business lunch. Quick, whatever. Right. Right, but now it wasn't. Like it wasn't the main staple yes. that it's, it is now. Yes, that is incredible. Wow. Yes, and this I, might I, be I my, one of my favorite kick-ass Koreans. Yeah. <laughs> well, you really like Sundubuchigae. I love it, and yeah. Eric makes it now. You, I saw. I told you, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. showed you pictures of it. Eric makes a killer sundubuchigae. Really? He he bases off Mangchi's recipe, yeah. which is also very good. But all of her he like does his own spin good. on it. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. And Sundubuchige is very important to me because of you know yeah, coming my, out, yeah. my history, yeah. but also like it's where my mom. It's very scream single mom to me because when my mom divorced my dad, we would go eat Sundubuchige like it like it was a nice thing to do, you know? Like yeah, like oh 오늘 외식하자 어디가 Sundubuchige? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, That's this like, is cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has, every family has that food. Yeah, going out food. Going out food. That's a comfort. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. We couldn't, order, we couldn't afford kogi, obviously. Right, right. That was meant for like a Haimani's birthday or something. <laughs> yeah, like also, yeah. none of our birthdays, only Haimani's no, no. birthday. No, my birthday, we ate jajangmyeon and champong. You better believe <laughs> yeah, that. Jangpong, yeah, champong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do miss like that's the stuff where like oh I miss jajangmyeon yeah so I miss jajangmyeon much. like yeah jangpungi like yeah for real you know what I miss this is very very simple that I'm sure I can recreate but going to a jajangmyeon house and then chicken down man right they're like okay chumun and then they go and then they bring out the little like takbang uh-huh, uh-huh. and the like onion raw onion with, with raw the, onion with the uh, vinegar yeah yeah. And then taking the uh, chopstick out of the thing and going, tuck, tuck, break. Yes. And then, yeah. And then going, tasting the raw onion splashed with vinegar, white Mm -hmm. vinegar. And then uh, tasting uh, the ends of a dried ass throwaway chopstick. (laughs) You know, that, that certain feeling of like, oh, you know, you're eating out. Yeah. And this is not fancy food. No. Because I'm tasting the wood. <laughs> the the pressed wood of this like, jer- like stupid you, like, ass chopstick. When you when you like suck on the ends of the chopstick and you get more exactly. of the juice out. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it like <laughs> the chopstick like wrenches <laughs> under the pressure of your teeth. And it, it's like it truly has your teeth has left dense. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. 
is Dent from Dente? The word to dent. Is that from like al dente, hey, how your about teeth? This, Peter, that's your what? dick around. I'm going to do dick around. I'm going <laughs> to dick around dente coming to you next fall. <laughs> Don't make All it right. a thing. Just dick around. Don't make it Don't a thing. All right, I'll dick yet. around. I always have to brand it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, go check out this um, crowdfunding for the, uh, the Lebanon uh, Beirut yeah, yeah. Relief. Um, check out the APA movement forward. That sounds really cool. I think I'm definitely going to get involved with that if they have like an LA arm. Um, and yeah, thanks for checking us out and we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.